Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you are about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. We give you honor. We thank you because you've done it. You don't need us to do it. Because you've done it. But because you would like all righteousness to be fulfilled, uh, so you speak through the mouth of your son. And I know that you will honor your words in Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. This year is a year of God's unfailing covenant. Whisper to the voice, say, God will never fail me. In the name of Jesus. Come and say it again, God will never, will never, will never fail me in the name of Jesus. God will never, never, never fail me in the name of Jesus. Now you are going to talk to your neighbor. Say, God will never fail you in the name of Jesus. God is not about to fail you. He will never, 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 never. He will never fail you. In Jesus' name. Let that be settled. He's a covenant-keeping God. My, my holiness, I will never lie to David. God will not fail me. God will not fail you. Amen. And this month is our month of um, covenant restoration. Glory be to God in the highest. Because we will never fail. Even what looked like her is totally feared. God. God will bring it back for you. In the name of Jesus. Let's turn to the scriptures quickly. Glory be to God in the highest. Joel chapter 2. Verse 25. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locust. The consuming locust. And the chewing locust. My great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied in the name of Jesus. And praise the name of the Lord your God. In Jesus' name. Who has dealt wondrously. Tell your neighbor, say, God is dealing wondrously with me. Oh, my, 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 my. And I'm enjoying it. God is dealing wondrously with me. He's dealing wondrously with me. Even right now, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, God is dealing wondrously with me. Glory be to God in the highest. Mata Papa I say you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Say to yourself, say in the name of Jesus, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, I will never be put to shame. In the name of Jesus. No, 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 no. We will never be put to shame in the name of Jesus. Manabo shakataburu ba 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 ba. 
and my people. Let me read again. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame. I don't know where the shame is coming from. I don't know the cause of the shame or ridicule. You will never be put to shame. In the name of Jesus. Say it again. I will never, never, I will never be put to shame. In the name of Jesus. Yep, yep, yep. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I'm in your midst. I am the Lord your God. And there is no other. In other words, the lesser gods that are trying to make you feel embarrassed and disgraced and shameful, you will now begin to see that they are no match. There is no other. He now repeated it again. My people shall never be put to shame. If you don't remember anything, remember that one of the meanings of what God is saying tonight that I will restore is the fact that you will never be put to shame. In the name of Jesus, I will never be put to shame. I'm expecting testimonies from now. From this moment. In the name of Jesus. If this be the word of God, and if this be the word of God for now and for this church, ah, there are testimonies. In the name of Jesus. It does not matter the area of your life. It does not matter if they've already gathered and they're making a mockery of you. And you're looking for where to hide. You will never be put to shame. Say it again. I will never, never be put to shame. In the name of Jesus. We give him praise. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. Maybe for the context of this, let me just quickly share this with you. If you go to Joel 1, let me take it from verse 2. This was when the trouble actually came. The trouble from which is turning things around for them. Okay, from verse 1. It said, the word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Petuel. Hear these. Now the word, the prophet was talking to them from the Lord. Hear these, you elders, and give ear, all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days? Or even in the days of your fathers? Tell your children about it, and let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. What the chewing locust left, the swimming locust has eaten. What the swimming locust left, the crawling locust has eaten. What the crawling locust left, the consuming locust has eaten. Awake, you drunkards, and weep and wail, and all you drinkers of wine because of the, because of the new wine, for it has been cut off from your mouth. For a nation has come up against my land, strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of lion, and he has the fangs of fierce lion, and he has laid waste the vine 
and reign the victory. Locust was his army. Locust was the nation that he sent. Amazing God. Mm. Amazing God. Glory be to God in the highest. So you see, this army that has come upon the land, and see what the armies were doing. Forces of locusts. When locusts come, whatever set they are, it's not good for any country. If locusts, for example, begin to move in a band, maybe sweeping from the north or from the west or from the east of the country, we're all in trouble. You start praying. You fight war. You fight them like you're fighting some human soldiers so that you can contain them and stop them. Otherwise, <laughs> and when you hear now that like God says, I control them, I use them as weapons. It's amazing. And don't forget again, the way he said, if, the way if God fights his battle, <laughs> the twin locusts will come, clear all the grains. If there are still some boards and some things left, ah, whatever is left, as it's still trying to look green, <laughs> the swarming locusts will eat it. Wherever the swimming locust leaves, the crawling locust will eat it. Wherever the crawling locust eats, the consuming locust will eat it. So by the time they leave, in fact, the way it is described, if you read the whole of that chapter, it said, when they come to a place, a place that looks like Eden, when they leave, after some few minutes, it will be worse than Sahara Desert. He said, it will turn to wilderness, confused state, nothing green, nothing, they clear. And now he's saying, you know what? Have you ever seen something like this? Tell your children so they can tell their children they, and tell their grandchildren that something man say, but hear me, I will restore. Yeah. Only God can restore. But he says that was the one that sent them in the first place so that would cause men to wake up. I don't know what we've been going through, but can I quickly sound the note of warning? It's a wake up call. And the second thing I want to say about this is the fact that uh-uh, where this trouble met you, you will never be found there again in your life. You are rising above. Woo. You ever been in a plane before and then you enter some cloud and they put on your seatbelt. Jesus name, hallelujah. After a while, the guy goes rise above. Then you cannot swing, and then it goes above. The trouble is still there, but it's flying above. This situation is just, just came to wake you up, just like it did for Peter. Peter never knew we walk on water. You're about to do some things that no man has ever done. In the name of Jesus! Yeah? Yeah. God is about to restore. In the name of Jesus. This thing has come to take you to a level you have never attained in your life. In Jesus' name. So no matter the levels and the sets of the enemy and the plans, I will wipe them out. You know the way he said he would do it? He said, I will sweep them to the sea. I will turn their face into the sea and their back to your land. You will still be wondering, but what you will, how you will know that they are gone, you hear the stench of their decay. Every time God comes for restoration, it's a judgment. 
It's a judgment, usually. He said, but pastor, what about the Peter on the sea? What judgment? Uh-uh. Did you follow it to the end? By the time they got, the moment he got to the other side of the sea and he put his foot down, it was the Gadara, the demoniac of that that came charging. I'm sure the disciples all ran away because no man would stand the work. When he came, he met with Jesus, got to his feet, shaking, breaking all chains. When he got there, he bowed. And Jesus cast them out. They begged into this wine. Said, Go. The man who got up and never again in his life was oppressed. I'm saying it to you concerning the affliction that followed you here tonight. Calamity will never arise again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Never. Somebody shout the blood of Jesus. Never. But you see, what I realized about this is that it shows the character of God. Because a lot of times, we're in this kind of situation. As a matter of fact, life is defined by challenges. This is the truth. And that's why when he calls a man, for example, in Isaiah 45, say to my anointed Cyrus, whose right hand I am what? Hold He said, he will what? He will go before him. And what will he do? He will subdue nations. Uh-huh. What will he do? He said he will lose in the armors of kings. What will he do? He said he will fill up the valleys. Come on, what will he do? He will bring down the mountains. So when you pick him and you take him on a journey of assignment, of destiny, there will be valleys and there will be mountains. That's life. There will be valleys and mountains. That your son that you love so much, sometimes you will get so crossed with your son. Say, ah! There's your son. So daughter, there will be valleys. But every argument will make you closer. That's the cool thing about it. If you follow Jesus in everywhere you go, that is filling up the valleys and bringing down the mountains. So, that's life. And so we see the character of God only as we live life. Is it the dead that will tell you the character of God? The only way the dead can teach you about the character of God is what they experienced and how they overcame in their lifetime. It's only the living that can really define the character of God. So we come to see him as a God that restores. I thank God for this. See, 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 my challenge is this. When God is putting a spotlight on something, it's new and fresh and we're wrong with it. Then when he's putting his satellite on something else, you shut the door against Never you do that. It's an open door he has set before you, which no man can shut. Don't you ever forget. He's your shepherd, you will never lack. Don't you ever forget. He's the God of all possibilities. Because you are him, there is nothing impossible for you. Don't you ever forget that. True. Only that we just keep on discovering him every week, every month, and that's what is expected of us anyway. So it's a God of restoration. Now, in this situation, their wickedness was so much, they forgot God. And so God came to give them a wake-up call. But the same God now looked to them and said, look, I will restore. He said, I will restore to you the years, <laughs> the years that all the locusts have eaten. 
<laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. This woman, Lucas, the crying Lucas, the crying Lucas, I will restore. What does it mean? The question is this. All this trouble started when you were 15. They continue up to today. I don't know how old you are. God says he will restore. What does that mean to you? No, what does that mean to you? Let's tell me. Oh, he's going to take you back to be 15 years old? No. That means that whatever you have lost in those years, from now, you will receive them on the doubles. Woo! Those who didn't lose anything, who have never lost anything in their lives, up until now, when they stand by you, they can never be better. Ah. He says, I will restore the years. I will restore. There is no, you don't need to envy any man or woman. As long as your eyes are on Jesus, refuse deliberately, intentionally to envy anybody. Because to do is to despise the covenant. He says, I will restore. The years he now says, you shall eat in plenty. Now, let me, under, let me again remind you. There was such a devastation that nothing is growing. Nothing is growing. Everything is dried up. Nothing green. He says, you will eat in plenty. <laughs> it's like telling the widow of Zarephath that, ah, ah, you will eat bread. You will give out bread that you will be wondering, is it me? And she's wondering, where will it come from? Which what will I do it? Flour. Where is the flour? Where is the oil? It's the same thing. No, wait, 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 wait. He created the entire universe from nothing. What makes you think that bread will be his problem? He can bake bread. He can supply flowers, water, and oil and sugar, and even supply you with the heat that will even bake it. He can. He may give you whole bread. By the time they were making noise, they brought carbohydrates laden with protein and vitamins from heaven. They call it manna. They rained it down like water. I don't know who I'm talking to. You are the next person. In the name of Jesus. The common thing you are putting your fingers to will be celebrated in the whole world. In the name of Jesus. Why? Like covenant child of God. He never fails. He never fails. Don't despise our God. The time has come to be confident of the God we serve. We don't have the monopoly of this God. But we are saying this God that gave his life and died for us and made us one with him and sitting with him in the heavenly places. He's been good to fountain. That's what I'm saying. It's time to know it for yourself. And can I be frank with you? He's been exceptionally good to me. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I will boast of him anywhere. Boast with his name anywhere. I love him. So that's his nature. That's what he does. You will eat bread. He said you will eat in plenty. Can you, can you see what I'm saying? From what looked like ah, he said you will eat in plenty. Yeah. Then he says you will be satisfied. Yeah. There are some, no matter how much they eat, they can never be satisfied. <laughs> they can never be satisfied. 
So, and that's why there's battle with obesity all the time. They fight it, they, they do everything, but no sooner than they sit down, they are not satisfied. They must look for something to eat. Some will sleep from morning till night, and when they wake up, they are not satisfied. But you, you will eat and be satisfied. Ah! In the name of Jesus. People don't know what blessings mean. Blessing is not how much you have. It's how much you have that you are satisfied with. As a child of God, you haven't seen anything yet. Where you are today is nothing. What you have is nothing. You have the capacity to have more and be satisfied. You say, why are you talking this way? Because I know you. You do what God wants you to do with wealth. That's why he will never stop loading you. Can I say what I just heard? You are going through some desert situation. You are going through some famine situation. You are going through it. But he said to tell you that please, don't stop looking to Jesus because you are the Isaac of your generation. I don't know if you understand that. Can I say it again? You are the Isaac of your generation. You are the Isaac of your generation. In the name of Jesus. In famine, Isaac sold and he reaped a hundredfold. And as if that wasn't good enough, he began to be great. Ah. So, hundredfold is good enough. But when God is involved, hundredfold is the least you can have. I'm not joking. Let the signs of the covenant begin to appear in your lives. In the name of Jesus. But you must trust God in his covenant words. That's the least. Because at hundredfold, then you will begin. So at hundredfold, you are just beginning. Greatness is coming. You've read the book from good to great. It's not enough to be, to be good. There's a place called great. In the category of good is good, better, best. There's something better than best. And you'll be satisfied. I say you'll be satisfied. I say you'll be satisfied. You know, I realize that the whole mission of God is that. Hear Jesus in Luke 4, 18, when he came. Hear him. Look at his mission statement. Shall we together? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That was personal, isn't it? Because he has what? Anointed me. To do what? Preach the gospel to who? The poor. Is that restoration? Uh-huh. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Is that restoration? To proclaim liberty to the captives. Is that restoration? Recovery of sight to the blind. Is that restoration? And then to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So the whole thing he came for is restoration in the lives of men and women. And hear him say, say, for this proposition of man has been made manifest. To do what? Destroy the works of the devil. Acts 10, 38. Uh, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with what? With the Holy Ghost and with what? Power. And he went about doing what? Good. What was the good? He was healing all who are oppressed of the devil. Restoration. Everywhere he went. And that was what when he was walking the sea. The Bible said he was on the mountain praying. And in the middle of the night, uh, when they began to run into trouble, he saw them from the mountain. 
He could see them. He never had to use glasses. Even in the dark, he saw them. Who says he doesn't see you? I'm talking covenant now, ladies and gentlemen. You are a covenant child of God. You are special. I'm not joking. I'm not just trying to picture happy. This is the truth. Then when he saw how much he was struggling, the Bible didn't say they were praying, no. He came and he walked to them. And one version, one of the, one of the gospel said, he was walking, if happily he would have walked past them. Maybe he was demonstrating, how, how can you have so much and yet you are suffering so much? How can I be yours and you are mine and you are going through what you are going through? Come on, let me demonstrate to you what, is, what you are afraid of is what I'm working on. Come on. I operate in every medium. No medium can stop me. So why are you afraid? What's he working? They say, it's the ghost. Say, it is I. Bid me come, come. Were they restored? The Bible said, the next moment they were in the boat and the sea was calm and people came to worship from other boats. They were worshiping from there. They were beckoning to him. They were like, ah, from their boats because they were all saved. That's what he came to do. You are here today because you are a product of his restoration. Yeah, restoration ministry. And now that you started, why should you not look away like Peter did? Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It is yet to enter into the hearts of men what God has in store for you. Did you hear me? If you are born again, what God has in store for you. Let me just give you one or two examples in the Bible. So one really interests me so much. Jonah chapter 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, Jonah 1, 1, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose and flee to Tashish. God said, these people, now I've seen their wickedness. Go cry against them. He knew what he meant. Ha! Why would God be sending me to go cry against them? Wait for their wickedness have come. Just destroy them. If I cry against them, they may change. That's why when he heard God quite well, he packed this bull. No, I'm going to Tashish. So that they won't have the privilege of the kind against them. Then, when there was trouble on the sea, they threw into the sea. Come on. You remember the story? And at that time, a hungry whale was waiting. As he just told him, ah, God, God knows how to do his work. He didn't, have to, he didn't have to chew him. He just swallowed him. He could have chewed him. You just swallowed him. Hum. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> Verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. You see, everything that happened to the saints in the Old Testament, they were prophecies of the coming of the future. Amazing. Two. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from where? From the fish's belly. Who says God doesn't answer prayers? It does not matter where you are. As long as your eyes are on Jesus, he will hear you. He will hear you. 
I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered, out of the belly of Sheol, I cried. And you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas. And the floods surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight. Uh, yet, I will look again towards your holy temple. The what? I don't care how bad your situation is. I don't care how bad your sin is. Don't let the devil come and accuse you and tell you that you are wicked, you are useless, God has rejected you, you are going to hell. Hey, no matter how bad, run back to God. The devil cannot forgive you. He doesn't have forgiveness. Run back to God. Even if you are shaking, run back to God shaking. You will find forgiveness. Glory be to God. The devil is a liar. He's been telling you that what you did was horrible, that there's no return for you. He's a lie. He deceives and he accuses. The blood of Jesus cleanses you. Run to Jesus. Did you hear him? Jesus was here to come and die. He said, Yet I will run into you. There's nowhere to go. But you are the one that disobeyed God. I know, but there's nowhere I can go. I'm cut off from him. I will run to him. How? Mama, Mashaka, Talababa. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Then I said, I've been cast out of your sight. Verse 4. Yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The waters around me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. So the Lord spoke to the fish. And he vomited Jonah. (laughs) He had his prayers. Was that restoration? Come on, talk to me. I can't hear you. Your restoration will be so tangible. Measurable. The world will rejoice with you. In the name of Jesus. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah chapter 3. The second time saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach the gospel message. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh. And according to the word of God, he cried. Then everybody started giving their lives. Even the king now said, no, 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 let nobody eat. Let's fast. Come on. And, oh, you would have thought that a great harvest would make you. Jonah became sad. <laughs> this thing they call jealousy can be terrible. God is God now, so why are you angry? <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Chapter 4, verse 1. But he displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became very angry. So he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore I fled previously to Tashish. For I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness. What will learn from doing harm? Therefore now, oh Lord, please take my life from me. Ah. He was so angry he wanted to die that God didn't kill some people. Isn't that the way we behave, Christians, of us today? Just pray that God will deliver you from evil. Please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Verse 4. Then the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? Uh-uh. So Jonah went out of the city and sat at the side of the city. There he made himself a shelter and sat under the shade, till he might see what will become of the city. God prepared a plant and made it to grow over Jonah, that it might be a shade for his head to deliver him from his mystery. <laughs> Is he a restaurant? So Jonah was very grateful. Ah, you want God to do you good. 
you are angry when it was another person good. Hiya. That's why some people say they are Christians and they are, tra- they are attacking you. Aya. Please hear me, sir. Hear me, my. They are not Christians. They are agents of the devil. No Christian will want you dead. No Christian will want your, your, your children dead. No Christian will be jealous of your, your progress in life. No. No Christian will hate you because they think you have a peaceful home. Verse 7. But as morning drawn the next day, God prepared a worm and it so damaged the plant that it withered. And it happened when the sun arose that God prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. Then he wished death for himself again and said, it is better for me to die than to live. Then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, it is right for me to be angry, even to death. But the Lord said, you have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored, nor made to grow, which came up in a night and prayed in the night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right and their left. And there are much livestock too. That was how the book closed. But why did I bring it up? Did God restore Jonah? And Jonah has gone down in record as the great man that preached at Nineveh and the whole city turned to God. If you are God, we will allow Jonah to have such a testimony. And the second reason I brought that up is this. Even when you use your own hand to bring the trouble on your life, God will still move to restore you. He will. He's a restorer. He's a restorer. And can I say this quickly? He's ever willing and very able to restore. I will restore. I will restore. I will restore. He will restore your peace. Woo! <laughs> in the name of Jesus he will restore your joy in the name of Jesus he will restore your finances in the name of Jesus but please anyone that is yours as you take it go and look at the instructions around it in the Bible he will restore your health in the name of Jesus, He will restore your marriage. In the name of Jesus, He will restore your children, your home, your business, your ministry. In the name of Jesus, I say, He will restore your husband, restore your wife. In the name of Jesus, yeah, He will. That's the God we serve. He's a restorer. The reason I'm alive and well today, I'm serving the, a God of restoration. And every new day is a sign of his restoration. Uh-uh. Glory be to God in the highest. Acts 7 verse 9. The 
Patriarch so much hated Joseph. They sold him into Egypt. But the Lord was with him. And the Lord delivered him from all his trouble. Is that not restoration? And the Lord granted him, not just delivered him, he granted him what? Favor. And what? Wisdom. So much so that happened in the presence of Pharaoh that Pharaoh did what? Promoted. You, you thought you were drowning in trouble. It's your promotion. In the name of Jesus. Shout restore. In the name of Jesus. Shout again. Restore. My God is a restorer. The blood of Jesus restores. In the name of Jesus. Is that 42.22? You see, anytime God restores, it doesn't just take it back to where it used to be. Check the Bible. As many examples I can tell you, what about in the book of Job chapter 42? Glory be to God in the highest. 10 to 12. And God restored Job, gave him job of everything he has lost. When God restores, he doesn't just bring it back to the original. He takes it to the level. Shall we read together? But these are people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes. And they are hidden in prison houses. They are so battered. They've lost everything. They are what? For prey. And no one delivers. For plunder. And no one says, Will somebody shout restore? In the name of Jesus. Can somebody shout it again? Restore! In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You are in for the best restoration of your life. In the name of Jesus. Restoration is your heritage. Believe me, it is your heritage. God will restore. He went about doing good. He's still going about doing good. He's still healing all that disease and oppressed of the devil. In any area of your life where you feel oppressed, there's coming a restoration in the name of Jesus. And if that be the case, what should your attitude be? That's it. What should your attitude be? Will you give in to hey, a confused mind? A troubled mind? A sad countenance, a vengeful spirit. When there's a restoration, I think you should rather be filled with expectations of a restoration. The type that no man can give, the type that no devil can offer. The truth is that. The person that looks like is the one through whom the devil is attacking you is not his fault. It's not our fault. It's just because you are prepared for the next level. And so if the devil use your relationships and the things around you to agitate you. But now you know better. If it looks like he's getting back, no, it's because God is pushing forward. Come on. Come on. Is somebody hearing me? Uh-uh. I can go on. I see it from Genesis to Revelation. When man fell in the garden, the devil thought it was finished. But that man was only a living soul. Never knew that Jesus would come. But God prophesied it. And after Jesus came, all who through Jesus Christ came alive. We are not living souls. We are quickening spirits. Any 
any attack of the devil on your life, don't let the devil. Hey, uh, don't let the devil see your tears. They are too precious. Let those tears be falling while you face God. Ah, I never knew you can do this. I feel this pain, but I trust. That's where your tears should be. The devil, he doesn't have what it takes. Shall we rise up? This is your month of covenant restoration. Pastor, you don't know what's happening in my marriage. I say, can't you, can't you hear that your vocabulary has changed? What word do you have for any situation? In the name of Jesus, restore. That's it. Restore. 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 The business that's not working. I, in the name of Jesus, I serve a restoration God. A God of covenant restoration. So I declare, restore. Woo. In the name of Jesus. Woo. <laughs> oh, glory be to God in the highest. Why don't you lift your hand and begin to thank God? Because you serve the God of all restorations. The one who has promised and who is doing it. The one who is not only willing, but has the ability. And is doing it. Expect an unusual restoration. Expect an unusual restoration. Expect an unusual restoration. Don't let your circumstances becloud you or limit you. There is no limit on your life. There are no impossibilities on your life. The door that God has opened, no man can shut. Shout, restore! In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Bakashadaba. Here, David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me without the still waters. He does what? He restores. I speak restoration to your souls. In the name of Jesus. Here, Paul, talk to Timothy. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of all power, love, and the sound. I speak a restoration of sound mind. In the name of Jesus. Someone shall restore. Whatever troubled you all the way here, you are going back without them again in the name of Jesus. Because even as terrible as they look, God is in the midst of it now, restoring for you in the name of Jesus. Somebody shall restore. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We worship you. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name, man. I say peace in your lives. Peace in your homes, in your marriages, your finances turn around, your health turning around, your ministry growing. I say peace on your jobs, your business expanding. In the name of Jesus, your relationships getting better. Increase favor or use your wisdom. Let God be glorified in your lives and your situations. In the name of Jesus. April will favor you. In the name of Jesus. 2019 will favor you. In the name of Jesus. You're going out or coming in is blessed. In the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus on your lives and your endeavors. In the name of Jesus. Go in peace.
In Jesus' name. The grounds you have never covered in your life begin to cover. The grounds you have never taken in your life begin to take it in the name of Jesus. I say peace between husbands and wives. Peace between parents and children. Supernatural progress in your lives. In the name of Jesus. You will increase in the fear of God. You will prosper. In Jesus' name. It's a month of covenant restoration. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Say it again. It's my month of covenant restoration. In the name of Jesus, I will return with testimonies. In the name of Jesus. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12th Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.